just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. You as you walk by faith, Isha 
a series and today I want to continue um, on faith and I'm preaching from one of my father's books called Faith Secrets and uh, today I want to talk about faith is to stagger not somebody says stagger not don't stagger don't stagger don't stagger don't stagger so I want us to read Romans chapter 4 Verse 17 to 20. Hmm. Ye kazazobie he tukumunale. Jesus is passing this way. Right now. Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So, my brother, my sister, listening to me, can I tell you something? It was said of Abraham that as it is written, I have made thee a father of many. God said that it is written that I have made you. So as you are listening to me, God has written something about you. Mm. Uncle James, God has written something about you. Reverend Gabby, God has written something about you. 
Reverend Aka, Reverend Emma, Pastor Lot, eh? Sister Maud, Sister Patience, all of you, God has written something about you. Ishmael, Grace, Abla, Mary, God has written something about you. Pastor Dr. Richard, God has written something about you. You don't you may not understand why I call him doctor, but he's a real doctor. He gets every operation done. Yeah. God has written, look at your neighbor, your brother, your sister, somebody close by you and tell the person, God has written something about you. You know? So he says that as it is written, written means that it has been put down somewhere. And he said, I have made so what God has written about you has already been made so could it be that God has made you and now you are now playing the role of acting it he said you, you know what he was saying to Abraham Abraham had not become it yet but he said I have made you so what it is is that there is a place that God has destined you to be and he makes you start from when you are not, and you walk into that place. I need you to get this because it's very important to believe that God has made you to become something. You know, a lot of people are not becoming what God wants them to be, and it's not God's fault, it is their fault. He said that I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, and be not weak in faith, He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God. Somebody say Amen. See, so this is talking about Abraham and I'll just come back to the scripture but I want you to take note of this. The Bible is actually full of very fantastic promises for every one of us. You see, the Bible says in Jeremiah, that's one of my favorites, Jeremiah 29, 11. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Somebody say, Amen. Yes, so, somebody may not think well about you, but God thinks about you. He said that they are thoughts of good and you know and not of evil. This is God who thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So that's that thing that God has written about you, which is what is called the expected end. They are made of thoughts that he has thought of you and steps and plans that he wants you to walk through. And some of them to you. You may think that it's evil, but I say that they are not evil. Sometimes something bad may be happening to you. You see it as evil, but it's in God's plan. It is good. Let me give you an example. For instance, when you look at little children who are born, I mean, till now, if children were born, they were immunized with against sex killer diseases is it not so do, do you know the sex killer diseases like what polio measles there are six so those six now why are they immunized against it because as they grow they may easily meet it and when they meet it, what is happening is like, what is it immunized? Immunized means that they are injected some of those things that they will meet into their body so that the body gets used to it. And then when they meet it, 
they are already ready to fight it. When they inject it into their body, their body produces what is called antibodies. So as they are growing and they meet measles, they meet um, polio, they meet all this yellow fever and all that, they are already ready to handle it. Somebody who has not been immunized, when the person meets it as growing up, the, the, the disease is able to crush the person sometimes even to death. So, so at the time that they are being immunized, it looks like a painful experience, but it is good for their future. Let me relate it to practical life. Can you imagine a situation where maybe you are, you are a brother and then God can see that you are handsome. So growing up, you can easily fall into a lot of fornications and then become an adulterous man. You may easily end up marrying about 27 because your father married 18. So, for, for God to be able to help you not to do that or walk on that road. God may allow you to have an experience that maybe you have an affair with a girl and then you have a sickness like gonorrhea. That will be there for about one year. And then through that experience of gonorrhea for one year, your mind now accepts that, look, I will never do this thing again. And in the midst of all that, it's like you're calling God and see if God is not hearing. But he's hearing. But he's allowing the immunization to continue. Till your revelation is clear that this is the decision you have taken. Then after that, God says now he's ready to move on that journey. So as you are moving on in life, things are working and then you meet beautiful girls who want to easily give themselves to you and enslave you. What you say that her, this thing, I have seen some before. It's a seesaw. So sometimes when you see people who seem to be moving on a smooth road, it's not like they have not seen something. They have seen something before. And that's how God works. So sometimes God allows if you want to call it suffering, sufferings to happen because it is necessary for where you are going. <laughs> and so, he said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. May God give you that expected end. If you read the book of Isaiah, you see beautiful promises of God for his people. Amazing predictions of largeness, of increase, of blessings, of anything that you can think about which is good. Some of these promises are so amazing that you could easily dismiss them as fairy tales. But you see, if you believe in people like Prophet Isaiah, Prophet Jeremiah, who who quotes such promises to God's people. It's in line with what we are reading today, even in Romans and then in Hebrews, as Paul wrote to the church. You know, one of the things that I want you to know is that when God gave the promise to Abraham, he said, Abraham, come out of your father's house. I'm going to take you to a country that you do not know of and I'm going to bless you that you become a blessing. This is in Genesis chapter 12. Now Abraham had come out. Abraham believed all God had told him. Now, from age 75, when he had moved out of the house, until age 86, Abraham, that's 11 years. Abraham was not seeing anything. Actually, 85. So, at age 85, that's 10 years after he moved out from his house, he was seeing nothing. Like some of us, sometimes you know that God has said something to you, but somehow you seem to be struggling with it. That is what it means by stagger. Because it's like, ah, but God said this, but I'm not seeing anything. And then here comes Abraham's wife, Sarah. Sarah said, Darling, if nothing is happening, let's take a decision. And Abraham said, What do you mean by that? I said, we have a house help. Why don't you allow the house help to just be the mother of? Maybe it's my it's my fault. 
Abraham said no and she insisted and Abraham went out of the will of God and did something that did not please God and they gave birth to a child like most of us that's what we do sometimes what God has said concerning your life you seem to find another way to want to get to that blessing to get to that point but that is not the will of God and anything that is not the will of God you have a repercussion you have a cost to pay Abraham gave birth to this son that they named Ishmael Ishmael is actually the father of the Islamic roots or the Islamic nations Ishmael Ishmael our keyboard this year is called Ishmael so I'm looking at him and wondering whether so now they had this baby and then Sarah was taking solace in the fact that oh this is my baby until one day the mother of this baby who was called Hagar Hagar said you, you can't give birth I've given birth you are trying to whatever then once in a while she would just jump into Abraham's bed and begin to insult the wife and the whole thing was becoming nasty they gave birth at the age of 86 Abraham was then 86 so he was 11 years after the first promise and it went on until now Sarah was sad Sarah began to complain and then God heard and said Abraham you know I'm already disappointed in you you have staggered this is not what I told you I said believe me I will make, make you give birth to a son of the promise so Abraham said Lord please forgive me from age 86, 87, 88, 89 90, 91, 92 93, 94 still nothing was happening 95, 96, 97 all this while Abraham was being called Abraham you know he used to be called Abram Abram means the exalted father but now when God said believe me Abram I am going to let this promise come to pass actually I am changing your name from Abram to Abraham this was from age 86 so now he was being called Abraham which is father of many nations that means that the promise that God has written concerning your life he wants you to call your name by that promise are you understanding what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to start calling yourself by like Bishop Dago called Lighthouse a mega church when it was just in a classroom. And would not stagger. He kept on with what God has said. And Abraham kept on. And people will be asking in the Hebrew language when you say Abraham, it means father of many nations. What does it mean? Ah, but won't you know you can't keep better and you're calling them yourself father? Which nation? Sometimes what God has called you and what God has written about you, when you mention it, people will begin to laugh at you. You say, you say what? You are blessed. But we can see the dress you are wearing. We can see how you are struggling to pay your school fees. We can see how you struggle even to come to church. We can see when we say 100 cities you don't go, 20 cities you don't go, 10 cities you don't go, 5 cities you don't go. When we say 1, that's when you go. Beautiful sister like you, look at you. Sometimes all those things has a way of speaking to you and breaking you. But I'm here to encourage you. That is why Bible says, and Abraham staggered not. He staggered not. And this was from age 86, 86 going. And what happened? The Bible says that, and at the age of 99, that was when Abraham said this. And I'm reading it again, Romans chapter four verse 18 bible says that and who against hope when you looked when you say hope hope is expectation who against expectation who against hope believed in hope that he might become what is written he might become of father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be Verse 19, and be not weak. May you never be weak in faith. He said, and be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. I want to explain that because that is what staggering not means. 
You see, verse 19 says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Another version said, And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about hundred years of age, he figured his body as was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb. That means that look, you see, he looked at his body. Hundred years, what can this body do? But he looked at the body and said that this body is not dead. Neither is my wife's body dead. He was looking beyond the physical. He was looking at what was written. You see, today I'm trying to help you to look at faith the way God looks at faith. Faith is not by sight. He said we walk by faith and not by another way of putting it. We walk by the spiritual eye, not by the physical sight. So you don't walk by what you physically see. You walk by what you imagine. You walk by what God has said. What has God said concerning your life? Has God said that you will live up to 70 years? And you look at yourself, sickness is trying to kill you. Look beyond the sickness and look at the 70 years. And holding fast to the 70 years is what it means by stagger not. This world is full of battles. You see some of us preaching. Even as I'm preaching, there are a lot of arrows that are hitting at me. When I say arrows, you don't understand. They are are precious. They are precious that one is in. From here, from here. But you see, the precious must not affect what you are trying to do. That's how life is. That's the real life. As you grow in age and you grow in the Lord, there will be more pressures that you still have to fight through and get to where God wants. If you give up, you'll be finished. We don't give up. Are you understanding me? Hmm. Look at the tell, tell your neighbor, don't give up. And so, Bible says that verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So, what will make you stagger is unbelief. Unbelief means that you you get to a point where you no longer accept what God has written concerning your life. You no longer believe it. One of the things that will let you know that you believe is that you change your confessions. You have to now say what you believe. So Abraham had to say I'm the father of many nations and which means Abraham I'm the father. from today I'm encouraging you begin to say what you want to see. I said begin to say what you want to see. I said begin to say what you want to see. If you're a pastor of a church begin to say I, I'm pastoring thousand members. I'm pastoring thousand members. If you don't have a car begin to say I'm driving my car to church. I'm driving my car to church. I said I'm driving my car to church. Begin to say that, look, I have passport that is full. I'm traveling all over the world. Yeah, you see, these things, as you say it, if you are not married, you have to say, I am. I can see my wedding ring. Look, even if I don't say it, you'll be shocked by 62. Nobody has proposed to you. Yeah? And it's nobody's fault. Yeah? I prophesy over everybody listening to me. That every aspect of your life is being enlarged in the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1 to 5, there's this powerful prophecy by Isaiah the prophet to God's people. He said, Sing, O Barry, thou that does not bear, break forth into singing. May that be your portion. And he said, And cry aloud that thou does not travel with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, say the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine. You see what I'm reading? They are full of prophetical promises. Spare not. Lengthen thy courts. That means that get ready for what is coming. Are you understanding that? For instance, if you are not, if you don't have a beloved, you must start thinking marriage. Start buying gown. 
Start, you see, that move alone is a faith move. Start buying things, buy utensils, buy cooker, buy a land. Think like that. Buy bed, bed sheets, not single bed. You cannot buy a single bed. It's a sign that you are staggering. Yeah. Some can even go ahead and buy a baby cot. It's a sign that you are expecting baby. Look, that's how God wants us to live. When I look at our father, the prophet, that's how he is. It's almost like it's always ahead. Fear not. For thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget thy shame that is of thy youth. Somebody say amen. When you are young, when you are young, you look like a weak person. When you are young, it looks like things are very difficult. And, and sometimes when you look at your mistakes, you feel so ashamed. But God is saying that as part of his prophecy, look, fear not. He said, your shame shall be confounded. Somebody say amen. You know, many stagger at the promises of God. They limp away in disbelief when God wants to bless them. Your faith, your real faith is your staggering not. Faith is not to be destroyed by doubts. When we say doubt, doubt is any thoughts that comes to question what you believe. And it's a spirit. You know, I believe that I'm going to be 70. And then something comes either through a sickness, through what I've heard, through whatever. And it's like, oh, I don't think I can be 70. Maybe you hear things like, oh, those who have migraine, and they have been having some strange pain that looks like migraine. They usually doesn't la- they don't last more than two years. And maybe you are 30 years. You begin to add two to 30. It's like, no, 32. So now, that thing that you, you have heard, now begins to challenge the promise that God has given you, either through a dream or a prophecy that you'll be 70 years. That is doubt. The moment doubts come in, then you have started staggering. Staggering is like somebody who is drunk and is not able to walk straight. He goes left and comes right. I wish you could see me. He goes left and he comes right. He's staggering. He doesn't know where he's going. And when you are staggering the more, you start rolling your hands as if you are drunk. As if you are doing Kung Fu first. say negative things about the promises of God. Do not negate the glorious promises that are spoken over your life. Amen. I said amen. amen. Everyone who has a worldwide blessing ministry business today never expected a ministry beyond this, his neighborhood. You know what? When you see people who have worked with God and they seem to be blessed, Try and then find out how far they have lived with God and what they have gone through. Archbishop Duncan Williams always says, what have you been through? And what have you suffered? And what have you survived? Yeah. When you see somebody who's been married for 20 years, 30 years, I think the best thing you need to do, what have you been through? What have you survived? What have you suffered? It's not easy, Grace. Hmm. Ezekiel is one person we need to learn from. We can ask Ezekiel if he was to be here. Ezekiel, what have you been through? Everyone knows that dry bones cannot live. Dry bones cannot live. Even recent dead bones cannot live. How much more bones that are dry? How much more dry bones? But when Ezekiel was told that he should speak or prophesy to the dry bones, he did not stagger. 
I see somebody rising up and speaking. Look, you have the ability to speak to your wardrobe and speak clothes into your wardrobe. gives you what he has written about you it is now you who must speak it and stagger not your speaking it is what counteracts your possibility of staggering am I talking to somebody that is why from today you must begin to say what you want to see you must start saying, look I, I, I see a lot of things about myself and most of the things I've said and keep saying I see it happening saying I am blessed so much that even my name one of my names means the favor of God I was shocked just this dawn I was on the internet somewhere just I went to Twitter and I saw some people have started using my name and I said and I was shocked because they all started using it just a few years ago I said hey people are not people tell you I saw six six people who have my name yeah <laughs> favor of God some of you your name is not a good name that is why someone like Jacob Jacob's name had to be changed from Jacob to Israel May the Lord change your name. Ezekiel said, Lord, thou knowest. God said, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? And he answered, Oh Lord, thou knowest. And God said unto him, Prophesy upon these bones. Prophesy means that speak anointed words upon the situation that does not look like it's going to work. Prophesy over your maybe you are coming from a, ma, a family where people don't marry. Prophesy over that dead situation. Prophesy over that sickness that seems to be killing you. Prophesy over your your head that seems to be so dull that you are not able to pass your exams. Prophesy, prophesy over it because it is written that you shall be the best in the class. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. Am I talking to God's people? Prophesy. And when, when God told him that, I want to read a scripture from Ezekiel, from verse 3 to 7 of chapter 37. God said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath. You see, so as you prophesy, God also has a role to play. He said, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. May there be a noise from today. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. You know, what I'm trying to say is that the world as we see it today is made up of things that are not seen. And when you go to Mampon, you see this huge facility that our father is leading us to build, what we call the Bible school, the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. It was a bush. It was a forest. And this man of God who believed that God would want his ministry to impact lives all over the world would use his mouth and declare that. I remember, you see, in the 90s, he would say, the Lord will build a Bible school. That land had not been found. We didn't even know where the land would be found. But he sees that he could easily get a lot of acres somewhere. Then one day he was talking with somebody and then he said, ah, why don't you try this place? And they go, forest, valleys, in a hill, 
and valley and hill, valley, hill. He said, no, let's get some of the land. It wasn't easy. And then he started buying them. And today, what was a forest? I remember forest is what we see as a beautiful place with nice roads, with lights. With, but it's because a man of God, you see, when the, when the thing started, I remember 1998, 1998, 1999, the prophet would take some of his pastors and go and pray. I was in the UK and then I came back. And when I came back in 1999, January, I joined the full-timers. So, he would always come every Wednesday, would come there to pray. It was a forest. That place had not been bought, but just we were considering buying the place. And then, it was there that the revelation came that I should go to Uganda. Now, fast forward years after, some years after, now we started buying the land, small, 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 small. But during those days, the prayers, Lord, give us the land. Give us a land for the Bible school. And sometimes he will prophesy. We will buy a land up, up here in the mountain. Something that we could not imagine. Today, the place has changed. That we have created our own road to the place. With buildings. Look, brother, you got to use your mouth to say what God has said. Say what God has said. Say what God has said. Say what God has written concerning you. I always speak concerning my marriage. I speak concerning my children. Like some of you have heard it before. Before I met my wife, I was then a pastor in the Ugandan church. Because I married in 2001, but I was there in 1999. And I remember I would say to the church that I believe that God will give me a beautiful wife. And my first child will be called Angela. And my second will be a boy called Christian. I'm not joking. And I'm not lying. And when I say they will look at me. But I will not stagger. I said I will not stagger. Not staggering means that what you have said, keep saying it. Don't change your mouth. And I kept saying it. Until I met my wife, I proposed to her. She accepted. And I told her that, look, I have said these things in the church. So please believe with me that we'll give birth to an Angela. <laughs> I mean, that was funny, isn't it? I see she had a choice to make. But when she was pregnant, I wasn't there in the hospital. I was, I was made to go home. That night, I kept praying, Lord. And then when I had a call, what was it? I said, Pastor, your wife has given birth. And I said, Giving birth to what? I know you should give birth, but giving birth to what? That be giving birth to a baby. I said, Baby, what? I said, Baby girl. Oh my God. I remember it's as if it just happened last, last Saturday. I started jumping. I said, Lord, why? Because I had something to go and say in the church. And you see, what I said has come to pass. May what you say come to pass. You know, but that was in the end. Within four months, I have done it again. To the glory of God. And then, after nine months, you know, and when my wife got pregnant again, Every time we'll go and then take the scan, we wouldn't see the sex of the baby. Because the baby would have crossed the legs like that. The baby didn't want to know whether it's a boy or a girl. I said, I said, this baby, don't be stubborn. <laughs> I have stood in church and prophesied that my second is a boy. If you become a girl, I'll not be happy with you. And then we'll be praying, Lord Jesus, don't disgrace us. Look, let me confess my sins. I'm telling you the truth today. I've not said it anywhere before. So it is one of the reasons why I made my wife come to Ghana. So that should she give birth to a girl, I can say you see, because she went to Ghana. <laughs> so at the point, 
my, your pastor was staggering. Yeah. I said, Lord. Now I was shocked. So my wife also accepted and then she came. And I said, Lord, don't disgrace us. Lord, don't disgrace us. Ishmael. So, during the season, January, I said, Lord, look, my mind was not on the fact that she, he should be born on the day I was born. But a boy. The day I was born, which happens to be 16 January, in, usually that day I fast and pray. So I, I fasted with the church and in the evening I was very hungry, driving home with another brother in the church. Then I had a call from Ghana. And who is this? So hello, Pastor Grace. So what is it? So Rita is giving birth. Giving birth when? This morning. This morning. And this was in the evening there because we are th- we are three three hours ahead of Ghana. This morning. Giving birth to what? A baby boy. Look, let me tell you. And when she said that, baby boy, I said, baby boy. And immediately tears began to roll out of my eyes. And I heard the Lord whisper to me, I decided to honor you because of your faith. And another scripture came. He said that they that delight in the Lord, he'll grant them the desires of their heart. Psalm 37 verse 4. So God has, God said to me, Chris, you have delighted in me. The fact that you have believed enough that if you can say the thing that I've said concerning your life, it will come to pass. Baby boy. And he happens to be born the same day as I was born. 16, 16th. Look, as you are looking at me, you are listening to me, I don't know what God has written concerning. That is why you must always pray that I will be done because the will of God is what he has written concerning your life. And when you begin to have accepts of God's will, hold fast to it. What has God said concerning your life? Don't stagger. I said don't stagger. I said don't stagger. As I'm bringing the message to an end, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I will not stagger. You know, one of the ways not to stagger is to keep building your faith. How do you build your faith? Keep hearing the word of God. Keep hearing the word of God. You know, I realized that one of the things that kept me believing and not staggering with what I believe God was telling me that if I can ask, I'll get a daughter and a son was every morning when I wake up, Bishop Doug had this book called Name It, Claim It. I would look at my book after my quiet time and use about one hour to two hours making confessions of the Name It, Claim It. Every morning. Every morning, make confessions. Same saying, I am blessed, I am the head I, I keep saying it keep saying it, keep saying it and as I say it, I hear it it goes into my heart, it's faith faith is increasing so write this down no, number one I'm talking about how not to stagger number one build your faith by hearing and hearing the word of God hallelujah that's why you must always listen to preaching preaching, preaching, preaching for those of us who hear preaching and then number two I'm giving you these two points don't stagger by confessing the word of God. So you hear number one and number two you confess it. You may not see it but keep confessing it. And as you keep confessing it you begin to see yourself walking in it and becoming it. Bible says that let me give you the last point number three. Bible says in the first scripture that I read, Romans chapter 4 verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith 
giving glory to God. Number three, give glory to God. So number one, what is number one? By hearing the word of God. By hearing and hearing the word of God. Number two is what? confessing the word of God and number three you stagger not by giving glory so giving glory means that it's almost like you have not seen it but you are saying we give glory to the Lord he reigns we give glory to the Lord he reigns he reigns he reigns he reigns oh Come my way. 
why that is why I'm saying this to end. Look, sometimes you you think somebody will come and pat at you. So stop crying, stop crying. It will be well with you. At the point, eh, people don't even mind you. That's how life is. You will be there. It's like oh, the people that I thought to get up, brother. Bible says in First Samuel 36, David encouraged himself. You must get to the point where what God has said concerning your life is what you are holding fast to. Don't look at your situation. And you stagger not by keep hearing the word, confess the word, and give glory to God in the midst of your situation. Yeah. I tell you, when you look at Prophet Dad, you think everything is well with him. He keeps pressing on. There are a lot of things you have to press on. Your children are sick. They, you don't have money. So what will you do? Will you die? Will you let your children die? Get up and encourage yourself with the word and sing some songs. I tell you, that's why you must be a singer. Those who say me, I don't have a good voice. God enjoys your voice. That's why me, I like songs. That's why when you lift up the songs, then myself has come. And and you must have songs to encourage you in every situation. Somebody has broken your heart, but God has shown you that your marriage is nice. Get up and then sing some nice songs and carry yourself. Hallelujah. I don't know what you are going through, my listener. I don't know what you are going through, congregation. But it is well. It is well. It is well. Today I just came to encourage you. It is well. Okay? If you are listening to me in your hospital, the Lord is coming through to you. I don't know, maybe next week when I'm sharing on faith, I'll tell you some of the reasons why God allows you to go through a season of, it's almost like he's not hearing you. Yeah, there is a reason. It's in numbers. There is a reason that sometimes he allows you to, it's like, oh God, and it's like he's not hearing. But it's rather, he's hearing but he's doing something. When you have that revelation, you don't let the devil tell you it is not possible. You don't let the devil tell you that you will die before your time. All most great men of God that we have heard of, they all had sicknesses when they were young, but they rose above it. Look, Yonggi Cho, the pastor of the largest church, as we know in the Guinness Book of Records, was sick of tuberculosis when he was young. Papa Hagen, the spiritual father of our own father, at the age of 17, he was sick of tuberculosis, 16 to 17. But all these people rose up and then moved on. He lived up to 83 years old. Are you, you, you don't mean it. Get up, you die now. You die now. I want you guys to sing some faith song for me before we close. Yeah. A hot feet song. What is able to do? Sing it. Just what he says he will do. Sing it. The current gospel. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God.
the, the psalmists that are ministering from, from here on the stage, they are saying, encouraging you, God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Stagger not. Stagger not. What he has said, it will come to pass. He is able. God will never leave you nor forsake you. God will not look at you to die. God will not look at your situation. You keep going down. He is able. Can you lift up your voice just for a minute and say, Lord, I thank you and I bless you. I know that you are able. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. The Lord is blessing you. The Lord is blessing you. In the name of Jesus. today be blessed. May they go home with this presence. May their hearts be comforted. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, if you are sick in your body, put your hands there and let me pray for you now. The uh, Bible says that and Jesus said, and you shall lay hands on the sick and recover. He said, you shall speak a word. And so now, choosing the speaking of the word, and as I speak the word, May you be healed. Whatever is wrong in your physical body, it cannot be a gift from God. I curse it from the roots and I command it to wither in the name of Jesus. I declare that the mention of the name Jesus, every knee, including that sickness, the knee of that disease, I command it to bow in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in your breast. Receive your healing at your back. Receive your healing in your jaw. Receive your healing in your stomach. Receive your healing in your womb. Receive your healing at your waist. Do, do something you could not do before. Receive the healing now. And I speak to your finances. May the Lord begin to touch your finances also. May every aspect of your life be touched. That is the God that is able to make all things whole. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Now if you are listening to us and you are not born again, I wanted to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Holy Spirit, help me to walk in the will of God. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters, God bless you. You enjoyed Lighthouse Chapel International, Captain of Salvation Cathedral. And we pray that the next time you are hearing the Magnify Word broadcast, it will be another word of encouragement. Just go in this dynamite of this revelation that you don't have to stagger in the faith and the promises of God. You are blessed, you and your family. May the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may he give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Take communion with your family. Bless you. Bye. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449. 0540-774941. Stay blessed.